is the city that started it all. It's a beautiful day. What a priceless goal that could prove to be. He's going to unleash one. Oh! Sheffield Wednesday celebrate. Billy Sharp, you do not leave that man unmarked in the box. Sheffield United have the lead. the latest football news from Sheffield and beyond. This is Shoe Football Forum. A very good evening to you. Welcome along to Tuesday Night's Football Forum here on Captivate, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music as well. It's the 23rd of February and uh, thanks for joining us. Joseph Hadfield here to guide you through the latest action. Josh Chapman providing the analysis as always. Evening, mate. Good evening. It's the show where we discuss the Blades and the Owls and there's all the big talking points from across British football as well. Now we're back for another of our midweek reviews as we split the hour into two and focus on the Steel City and this show being dedicated to the red half of Sheffield as we look back at the weekend's action in this Sheffield United midweek review. So coming up, look, man, it's just not good enough. Things go from as bad as it can get to, you know what, insert your own adjective. The Blades lose another centre vector injury, have another VAR decision against them and lose yet another game, 1-0 this time at Fulham. We'll also look ahead to the weekend's action as United host a team that's had almost as bad a season as themselves. Uh, welcome in Liverpool. As another round of unpredictable, another few games focusing on the teams around United and Wednesday. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and on your smart speaker. Alexa, play Shoe Football Forum. We are still Sheffield Hallam's number one football show. This is Football Forum. And it's live. So much appreciating your company uh, on the Sheffield United midweek review. So it's on to the action. And United, well, it can't really get much worse, can it? Uh, they've lost half an entire Premier League season already. Uh, they're looking to make sure they beat Derby's all-time lowest Premier League points tally of 11. And they travel to a Fulham side who would look in to pull off a great escape of their own uh, within potential touching distance of Newcastle. Uh, Fulham looking to send United into even more trouble than they already were. Andy Giddings is your commentator at Craven Cottage. So driven long there, up to the edge of the penalty area. Madger looking for an opportunity. Luckman, he will shoot and it's through the legs of Ramsdale at the near post. And Adam Mola Luckman sparks this relegation six-pointer into life. And it's the worst possible moment for Sheffield United. They are trailing in this intensely drab game in the capital by one goal to nil. So Sheffield United at Fulham and realistically it went from bad to worse for United. Uh, we already knew that John Egan was going to be out for several weeks with that broken slash dislocated toe. And things got even worse when Chris Basham did his hamstring in and uh, came off the pitch midway through the first half. And United never really looked like they were even going to attempt a shot on target after that first half. I think they'd had one attempt in the first 45, none on target. And I think they had two touches in the opponent's box. And then Adam Ola-Luckman, he scored earlier on in the season at the lane and he made it two in two games against the Blades this Premier League season with uh, a lovely ball down the left, found Luckman. Uh, Ethan Ampadu tried clearing, but uh, 
got a bit confused and Luckman sent it straight through the legs of Aaron Ramsdale. United had a chance to get a late equaliser. Jane Bogle completely taken out, I think is the right word of use, uh, by uh, Fulham keeper Alphonse Areola. Uh, VAR didn't really look at it and uh, the referee did not give a penalty and consigned United to their 20th Premier League defeat of the season in just 25 games. Here's how Chris Wilder reacted after that 1-0 defeat. It was like the West Ham game last week. Um, It's like, I would say, uh, 75% of the games that we've been involved in this Premier League, 60-75% of the games, nothing in it. Um, They've got some good players, as I've said before, and I've said in interviews, you know, I think people in the game know the detail of where we're at as a football club, know the detail with other clubs. And people will say, well, it's Fulham and the third bottom, or it's West Brom on the second bottom. I think people in the game know the detail of what's happening and know that 15 out of 20 years that this, this football club that we're playing against today has been in the Premier League. West Brom are the, West Brom are the same. And what advantage that gives you, gives other clubs over, over a club that's been in the division for, for, for three years out, out of the last 20 and two on the spin, obviously. It doesn't look as if we're gonna we're gonna be able to add to our our, our second year. Um, first of all, you come away from home, you get a foothold in the game. It's a good start. Um, we didn't dominate the game, um, but we were. It was. I, I, I never felt as if, dear me, we we're on the back foot. Uh, good shape about us, and unfortunately, which we've talked about, we talked about it last week. 40, 44 minutes. Uh, what was it, 40 minutes at West Ham, mistake, another mistake, goal today, a mistake, goal, uh, Tottenham, a mistake, goal, punished, um, Man City, mistake, goal, punished, um, and then all of a sudden we're, we're chasing, um, and mistake as well from our point of view in terms of not uh, punishing the opposition when we get an opportunity to, and um, as I said, that there's loads of games in the Premier League like that and have decided like that and we've uh, not done enough, uh, not decided enough games or made that error in both boxes that uh, cost you you the game and it's done tonight. Chris Wilder there after Sheffield United's 1-0 defeat at Fulham. Chappers, well, where to start with this? Um... First of all, let's get the elephant out of the way. The goal from Luckman, it was a bit of a stinker when it comes to defence once again. Yeah, another individual mistake. Um, How many times have I used that phrase um, over this season? Um, Yeah, really poor mistake. Um, In fairness, not as bad as some of them have been. Not an absolute hospital ball this time from Norwood, but... um, for me, Ampadu's got to do better. I do feel slightly sorry for him because of the way that you you know the team kept getting chopped and changed. If we look at if we look at how we started, it was a little bit of an odd one actually. It was something that caught me out. I thought Ampadu was going to sit in the Norwood role, and then you'd have Fleck lunch from out the side as usual. But it didn't. It wasn't actually you know how that started. We had Basham in that right centre midfield role, Lundstrom sitting in the in the Norwood role and Fleck on the left-hand side. Ampadu was playing right centre-back in Basham's place. It was a little bit one of those where I didn't really quite understand that. Well, I know that's not true. I understood it, but I didn't quite expect it is probably what I should say. Uh, swapped it round. 
Um, eventually, Ampadu went in, you know, into the into the Norwood role as I expected. Basham dropped back, and then when Basham went off, Ampadu swapped again. Uh, Norwood came on, um, and like I say, it's a long ball over the top. Um, it's it's one of those where I think it's a difficult one for Ampadu because he's clearly backpedaling. So he, if he gets any more of a swing at it, he probably ends up on his backside and falls over. Um, but it is a proper half assed clearance, really, and you know, just deflects straight off Luckman and did what he, he did against us at Bramall Lane and absolutely rifled one in. Um, you don't save those. Rams, he says he's near post Ramsdale, but I'm not really sure you can have much complaint about it, really, uh, from a goalkeeper's perspective, because like you say, he's absolutely leathered it. Um, but again, another mistake and uh, another goal that we've conceded from it. And yet another game we've lost 1-0 uh, or by the odd goal. Um, but in fairness, all they had to do was score. Um, we never looked like scoring. Um, we were really poor. But yeah, like you say, I'd feel poor goal to concede um, and a disappointing way to, to lose a football game, really. Indeed. And obviously, Jaden Bogle, as I mentioned, had that chance uh, towards the end of the game got taken out, as I said, by Alphonse Ariola, And Chris Wilder made his opinion clear <laughs> yes, <he did. laughs> uh, in his post-match presser. Luckily, Jaden Bogle is getting on the coach. Right, which is excellent. What about... Which, which, which it really is good news, because I don't know whether you're just going to pass that by and we talk about decisions that, that have happened from, from our point of view. You know, Lushen gets sent off reckless out of control and I never thought it I, I thought the games I thought and this is my, my mindset in terms of competing and tackling to the way the game's going but all of a sudden that, that ain't reckless and out of control Basham's done his hamstring the fittest kid in the, in, in the club by a million miles top professional looked after his body you know uh, played how many games uh, on, 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 on the spin over the last three or four years does his hamstring you know the record that we've had is ridiculous um, I think there's only two or three players that have that have not had injuries this season, which is just you can't you know it's just absolutely uh, you know incredible. Um, we've uh, conditioned the players in a manner over the last three or four years where they're tough, uh, they they they're hardened, they don't really pick up. Soft tissue injuries, and obviously Bash is is is, is overstretched, and really disappointing to see him come off the pitch as it was to John Egan uh, in terms of what happened on on, on Monday night. Yeah, Jaden Bogle, lucky to escape injury there, and in all fairness, he was. Um, now I was reading on on Twitter earlier on in the week, Keith Hackett. Obviously, we've had him on the program before. He's a blatant Wednesday fan, and even he said it was a clear penalty. I no, mean, did he? I didn't see that. That's actually yes. quite interesting. Um, How is it not a penalty? I can't work this one out. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see that, like I say. I did see Dermot Gallagher, who generally loves to agree with referees, um, current referees. He, he said that it wasn't a penalty. I didn't watch the video as to why he said it wasn't a penalty, because I just thought, what what's the point? I'm just going to get annoyed at it. Um, but yeah, he said it wasn't a penalty. Cheers, Dermot. But uh, interesting that Keith Hackett said it was. I mean, I don't understand how it isn't one. I, I watched it at the time and thought he's absolutely swiped him. I, I just don't get it. He is whether. And to be fair, I don't even think the goalkeepers. Whilst the goalkeepers touched the ball, I wouldn't even say the goalkeepers won the ball because I think it's Bogle that's poked it at him. 
And he's like I say, he's absolutely acting down. His his trailing leg has took a right swipe at him. And I just sat there scratching my head, thinking, how on earth is that not a penalty? And Chris Wilder saying, you know, well, it's all right because we'll be out of the division soon, so uh, it won't really matter anymore. Uh, you know, quite tongue in cheek, clear dig at the uh, the FA and you know VAR and mm-hmm. Premier League and etc. And he's right, you know, mm-hmm. we never we never get we very rarely let me change that we very rarely yeah. get decisions <laughs> uh, from VAR. Um, and I know I saw a, a few Man United fans crying about the two we got. Uh, that the PJMOL said were wrong decisions against them. But I just thought, for heaven's sake, drop it. But yeah, we very rarely get VAR decisions. And for me, that was an absolute shocker. And we've had some poor ones go against us. John Lundstrom's big toenail being offside and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but that was, a, that was a shocker. But for me, not really a... Well, I think the more important thing for me was just team selection. I looked at that team when it came out. I thought, oh, my days. What on earth have we done here? Um, he was, yeah, just I just wasn't, I, I didn't understand it. I just did not get it at all. And I uh, I did a piece for, for Vavil uh, before the game and predicted a lineup. And I went, um, I, I went for, for a number 10 role. So I went for Ramsdale in goal. I went for a back five of Bogle, Basham, Jagielka, Ampadu, and Stevens. Lundstrom, Osborne and McGoldrick in, in the middle because I didn't expect Fleck to be back. I don't think really anyone did. Sharp and, Sharp and McBurney up top. And I just saw that team come out uh, <laughs> on Saturday and I was like, what on earth is that? One of the most puzzling team selections I think I've ever seen. And I think I, I tweeted actually that if I were Jaden Bogle, I'd be straight at the gaffer's door Monday morning asking why I weren't in the squad. And I think I can understand people saying that Baldock is better defensively, slightly more aggressive and obviously more experienced. I get that. But you look at the other side and you think, well, why is he not playing at left back then? Ender Stevens has been absolutely shocking all season. Bogle has been different class. And in fairness, he's actually been our, one of our best attacking forces um, this season when he's when he's played and he he's warming the bench. And I just thought it wasn't... Wasn't a good team selection. I thought Wilder's substitutions were very, well, questionable. I know he was forced into one of them by bringing Norwood on, but I thought it was too little too late. It was a game crying out for a bit of pace in behind. Fulham not particularly solid at, at the back. You know, whilst they had picked up some results, I don't really think they're particularly watertight. Um, and I just thought, you know, it's crying out for the pace of somebody like Ollie Burke or even Rian Brewster. Um and yeah, I just thought we just looked very negative. I thought we were playing for a nil-nil until the point where we inevitably conceded and thought, actually, we, we need to put a bit of effort into this to try and get something out of it. And then we often puffed, didn't really have a chance. Ender Stevens probably had our best chance where he's, I don't know why he's side foot. He's got into a great position one-on-one with the keeper and he's decided to side foot at him rather than absolutely leather it and stick his boot through it. Um, but I thought we were poor and I thought we deserved to lose. And I thought it was a very, very uninspiring performance for for a full ninety minutes, really. And even if we'd have got that, uh, even if we'd have got that penalty and scored it, and we'd have got a point, I don't think realistically we'd have deserved the point. I think Fulham deserved the three on the night. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting one because I thought Fulham, whilst they did obviously dominate the game, and I thought they they did play the ball about quite nicely. I don't really think they did a great deal with it. Um, you know, they had sixty six percent of the ball, and especially first half. I was just thinking to myself, oh, crack! it's a good job that Fulham are as terrible in the final third as we are, because otherwise that game could have been over by half time. They had so much of the ball, but, you know, that final pass let them down every time. Their, their shooting wasn't particularly great. 
I'm just looking at that. They had 15 shots throughout the game, only seven on target, so less than half on target. Um, and a few of them were comfortable at their, you know, at best. Um, but like I say, I thought, you know, if, if Fulham were any better in the final third, they'd, they'd have caused quite a few more problems than they did do. Um, because, like I said, they had so much of the ball. And, and in fairness, they were, they were knocking it out quite nicely. You know, nice one-touch football, uh, getting into space, peeling off defenders. I thought Josh Madger, even though he didn't really get a great deal of sights at goal, I thought his movement was quite nice. He was peeling off, peeling off his marker quite easily. Um, and I think he is that type of striker that if you if your defenders are going to get caught ball watching, he will just peel off you, get into space and wait for a loose ball. Um, thankfully, it didn't happen for him on, on Saturday night. But uh, yeah, I thought Fulham played well. But like I say, they, they do like that as we do um, in the final third. I was going to say, because uh, a couple of the shots that uh, Anguissa had yeah, uh, exactly. ended, ended up further from uh, further behind the net than from where he started further distance it, Yeah, it, it's funny you should say that because I did actually send a message to uh, a few of my mates and I said, it's a good job he's terrible because otherwise we'd have been in big trouble. But there you are. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and obviously, I suppose it's bad enough losing. It's bad enough not getting a VAR decision going against you. And obviously now, as we say, Chris Basham uh, adds to the uh, to the list of injuries on uh, on the Sheffield United treatment list, and including the uh, the amount of uh, the amount of centre backs we're missing. It's uh, it, it's sort of getting uh, it's a bit ridiculous now. We've we've got Chris Basham that's injured, Jack O'Connell that's injured, John Egan that's injured. So that's the entire uh, of our starting back three out. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it never rains but it pours, does it? Um, and that is just absolutely proven again that uh, you know this season is going from bad to worse you you the back three who have probably played and then don't shout me if this is wrong or come crying to me if it's wrong and tell me that it's you know they've actually played a game less or whatever but I think those <laughs> those three players have probably played the most amount of games for Sheffield United over the last two or three seasons than anybody else has um and to lose all three of them, obviously O'Connell's been out for the vast majority of the season anyway. Egan was uh, was injured against West Ham when he thought, oh God, that's bad enough. And then Basham, as Chris Wilder put it, fittest lad on the pitch, fittest lad in the squad, you know, absolutely uh, consummate professional. Um, finds himself pulling up after overstretching, chasing for a ball. And you think, oh God, it can't, it can't get any worse. And now what was a makeshift back three really is a makeshift back three. I think um, when we play at the weekend, it'll probably be Ampadu, well, I'm trying to think who it could be. It's going to be after be Ampadu, Jagielka and Brian, isn't it? Surely. I don't think there is anybody else. But uh, yeah, it never rains, but it pours and it's another big loss. Indeed. It's going to be interesting when we play Chelsea in the quarterfinals, uh, who's going to be playing in the uh, defence with Ampadu unavailable there. Um, but never mind, Sheffield United, 20th Premier League de- uh, defeat of the season out of 25 so uh, for every five games played this season we've lost four of them a uh, bit of a stark statistic and uh, I might as well say it now because let's be fair I could say it in a couple of months but we know I'm going to be saying it Sheffield United are heading back to the championship I think uh, you might as well stick the R next to our name yeah, now undoubtedly um, and things uh, things don't get much easier. Well, I say that, but United's next port of call is back at the lane and they've got a team who's pretty much had as bad a season as us, frankly, in the Premier League champions, no less, of Liverpool. That's the previews next. This is Sheffield Hallam's number one football show. This is Shoe Football Forum. 
with Football Forum for the Sheffield United midweek review. Much appreciate your company. So on to the previews, as we say, for the weekend's action. And, well, United, it is Liverpool. It's Sunday, 7.15 in the Premier League. And I suppose, Chappers, if we can take any positivity, is we might have a chance of a win, but only a little chance. Yeah, yeah it's a very slight chance, isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't... <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because you... you yeah... It, yeah, it's uh, it is a funny old game football, and uh, the team you, you, you well, you look at the fixture um, this weekend. Obviously, us against Liverpool, complete chalk and cheese, um, and yet our form is vastly similar uh, to each other's. Liverpool are in a real, real dire run of form. And in fact, I'm just looking at the form table now. We're 18th in the form table. Liverpool are 19th in the form oh, table. Oh, dear. Um, so it is two clubs that are really struggling for a victory. But as Connor says, we we do have a, a knack of uh, also ending teams' bad runs. And I'm sure that will happen this weekend. Um, I cannot see us getting absolutely anything from this. Um, and that is me being optimistic. And I think... If I was to also carry on being optimistic, I think we'll probably only concede three. Um, and we, I just can't see us getting anything from this. And I cannot see anything apart from a Liverpool win. I look at the team. I think we've got absolutely no defenders that I would like to put in there. I, I think about Phil Jagielka, who's 38 years old. And whilst I don't really think he put a foot wrong against Fulham, He's 38 years old um, and he's going to be up against the potential likes of Mo Salah, Mane, Firmino, uh, and that concerns me a little bit. Um, I look at Kean Bryan and Ethan Ampadu, who have both had, for me, mixed seasons. I thought Ampadu was shocking in that uh, CDM role when he was playing that early on in the season, but I think he's actually played all right in that left centre-back role. Uh, Kean Bryan the same, but you know we saw he had a mistake in him against Chelsea, uh, which cost us, well, probably a point, really. Um <laughs> So I just, yeah, I, I am nervous. I think that's the only thing to say. Who do you play in midfield? Ollie Norwood, you know, playing hospital balls left, right and centre until he got dropped um, <laughs> against Fulham. I thought when he came on against Fulham, I thought he did all right. You know, first thing he did was take a free kick or a corner that didn't even beat the first man. I thought, oh God, here we go again. Um, <laughs> he's just not very good at the minute. And I think as much as, much as Billy Sharp has been our probably best striker recently, I don't think... We desperately can't be playing him with with Ollie McBurney. We've seen time and time again, and I've banged on about it until the cows come on, how him and McBurney do not work up front together. And for some reason, Chris Wilder insisted we're sticking with it um, against Fulham at the weekend. Um, but he desperately, desperately can't stick with it this weekend because, honestly, I just can't watch them play together. They are, they are just not suited for each other's style of play. Um, so something has to change up top. Whatever that is, I don't really care, but something's got to change. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, got absolutely no optimism for this one. But I look at, like I say, look at the form table. We're 18th Liverpool and 19th. I think that's the only time we're ever going to be above Liverpool in any kind of table for a while. <laughs> so, uh, so we've come 6.15 on Sunday. Chappers Skybox is going straight out of his front window. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when he sees Sharp McBurney most likely to play up front. Uh, so as we say, Sheffield United, 20th position, 11 points on the board. 20th position, 20 defeats. It's not looking good, is it? Uh, it's on Sky uh, on the Premier League channel and main event. Uh, Sunday at 7.15. And we're taking on Liverpool in sixth. Um, so Chappers, as already mentioned, he's going for a 3-0 scoreline to the Reds. We've had 
Connor, who sent in his predictions. Uh, he's going 3-1 Liverpool, so uh, he thinks we're going to score, uh, which in all honesty will probably end up being Alisson belting it out to Fleck, for example, and he belts it in from 30 yards. It would not surprise me. Uh, for me, well, I'm going to say, well, in all honesty, when we play Liverpool, it's always close. Um, and I'm going to say... I'm going to say 2-0 Liverpool. I don't think it'll be three. Uh, you watch, it'll be seven. But I'm going to say two. 2-0 uh, Liverpool um, against United. And uh, fingers crossed, come next week, uh, Football Forum makes life a little bit easier for us. That mountain that they need to climb is getting steeper every week. I, I understand. I think we're in big trouble. It's rotten to the core, to be honest. It's not a good time to be a Sheffield United fan. 2-1 defeat away at the Figgin. Connor, uh, Viggen, Viggen. I don't know. Where's that come I'm from? The biggest guest. Oh, morning, mate. All right. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Joseph Hadfield. Oh, goodness me. Sobasilia. <laughs> Josh Chapman. Oh, wow. It was awful. Connor Thorpe. It was uh, an absolutely massive win. Cardinal Reddiff. <laughs> Cardinal wow. Reddiff. I can't believe I've just said that. <laughs> We are still Sheffield Hallam's number one football show. This is Football Forum. Thursdays from 5.15. Only on Shoe Radio. Yes, Football Forum back uh, business as usual next week. Uh, There will be some Champions League for us to review. And um, we'll also have a Friday edition of Wednesday's Midweek Review for you as well. So stay tuned for that. Right, it's on to another round of Unpredictable. And uh, the way this is working is we'll take in the three games involving United and their surrounding teams for this weekend. And then on Friday's Wednesday review, you'll get the other three regarding Wednesday there. But looking back at how we did last week and Chappers, you've only gone on bloody one a week. I saw that and I, I didn't want to say anything because I, I thought I'll just wait for you to say it. Uh, but yeah, I did see that I've done very, very well uh, this week, which I was very pleased about. Double figures for yourself, 11 points on the board, uh, mostly helped out by... Uh, getting Spurs West Ham spot on 2-1 there. Uh, I didn't do too badly myself. Uh, nine points for me. Uh, a 1-0 Fulham victory helped matters there. And Connor, the, this week's loser on four points. Connor's uh, been going a bit of a rough patch since he got those 13 points. It means the scores on the doors after 23 rounds are as follows. You're still last, but you're on one three six now. So it's a little bit better. Uh, but then there's there's quite a gap, shall we say, 33 points behind uh, me in second with 169. And there is only an eight-point lead for Connor at the moment. He's on 177. As we go into round number 24 for this weekend's games, uh, we've done United. Wednesday's come on Friday, but the Brentford game will also be taken into account. So, uh, two games around the bottom of the table. Well, where else is it going to be? Um, and we'll start with West Bromwich Albion, the team that are three points ahead of us. We keep saying we could go off the bottom of the table with a victory, uh, but they're taking on Brighton, uh, who are feeling a bit gutted themselves after that 95th minute uh, winner for Palace in the not M23 Derby. No one should be Absolutely. calling that. That's nope. a band. Yep. Uh, it's Pri- Brighton against Crystal Palace. Um, so Brighton in 16th, West Bromwich Albion in 19th. This is on Sky. Uh, three o'clock kickoff on Saturday. Uh, 
Oh, I'm hoping for five three o'clock kickoffs on a Saturday come next season. I can't wait for that and more. Um, Chappers, what are you going for? Uh, yeah, I was well on behalf of Brighton. I was a little bit disappointed for Brighton that they didn't get a result against Palace at the weekend. Sorry, last night. Um, West Brom. Um, well, we we know how bad they are at the minute, and uh, I really can't see them getting any. Uh, well, getting anywhere near out of the relegation zone. Uh, I think Brighton are actually going to win this one. It's very rare. You know, they, they've not picked up a result for a, for a bit. Um, but I think they will do this weekend. I want to say uh, a 1-0 uh, at Brighton. Uh, I think it'd be fairly tight. And like I said, I don't think there'll be a great deal in it. But I think Brighton will try and go and get a win. They've not won in the last three games. 1-0 Brighton. 1-0 Brighton for Chappers. Uh, Connor is also joining you on a 1-0 Brighton. And, well, after all the times that we've had three exactly the same predictions, we've all got it wrong. So I am not joining uh, your 1-0 club this week. I'm going 2-1 instead. Uh, West Brom have got a goal in them, but I think they're also going to concede a couple. So another 2-1 for myself. Uh, and we finish up with Newcastle United in 17th up against Wolves in 11th. Um, this does seem like a bit of a foregone conclusion, but let's be fair, Wolves have been in dire form themselves of late. Eight o'clock kickoff on Sky Saturday night. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 to Wolves. I think Newcastle, for all they've done well in recent weeks, I think Wolves are going to finally get back on the form. So 2-0 for me. Connor has also gone 2-0 Wolves as well. Chappers to finish us off. Uh, I'm going to go 1-1, actually. Um, I don't think there's going to be a great deal in this. And I think, like you say, Wolves' form have been, has been very... Um, it's been a bit odd, hasn't it, recently? You know, they are 11th in the table. Um, admittedly, sorry, I should probably say that their form has picked up in the last few games. They've won the last two on the bounce. But uh, for a period not long before that, they were struggling for results. Um, but I think Newcastle are going to nick a draw here, 1-1. 1-1 for Chappers between Newcastle and Wolves. And that's about as far as we go this week. Um, So, as I say, I will be back with Connor on Friday to bring you a reaction to Wednesday's trip to Brentford. Uh, United, well, that's a matter for Chappers, and he'll be back with myself and Connor next week, at some point next week. Uh, plenty of Champions League weekend action and United and Wednesday to get stuck into as well. Uh, so for me and Chappers and all the team here on Football Forum, we will uh, be back next week. Take care. Good night. Shoe Radio. Bringing you the latest football news from Sheffield and beyond. This is Shoe Football Forum.